Hi, welcome to the App Performance Cafe, a podcast focused on mobile app performance. My name is Rui, and today's guest is Peter Zapultal from Disney Streaming Services. So Peter is a senior engineer at Disney, and his main focus is to ensure that Disney is capable of meeting those very high expectations of hundreds of millions of users. And this is very challenging, as you can imagine, because Disney streaming services applications are very traffic intensive and they need to be able to cope with, to efficiently cope with very large peaks of traffic. And so Petr will be sharing his experience around this topic, as well as uh, the relevance of using synthetic data uh, in order to, to test uh, our deployments before actually going live in order to be sure that we are ready to what's coming in terms of traffic. So stay tuned. I hope you enjoy the episode and don't forget to follow us on the usual podcast platforms and do visit performancecafe.codevel.com. Welcome to the App Performance Cafe. Uh, it is a pleasure to have you here with us, Peter. Um, I'm Truly excited to learn a little bit about your perspective on mobile app performance, and thank you so much for for accepting the invitation. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, so, like something about myself, I'm a principal engineer at, at Disney Streaming, which is basically like the streaming slash tech part of, of the Walt Disney Company. So, uh, a huge corporation. Like our responsibility is basically to run products as Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, Star Plus, Hotstar, and like and, and things like that. And as you can imagine, we we do have like a millions, um, maybe hundreds of millions these days. Um, you know, <laughs> you know so subscribers, and we we definitely spend like quite some time, uh, you know, measuring their performance, scaling for them, and and things like that. Absolutely. So, Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's why I, that's why I'm I was so eager to have you on the show because so on the show we cover many different angles on performance. Mm-hmm. We go from network protocols to uh, infrastructure to uh, compression. I don't know. Uh, we talk, touch many angles because performance is such a wide topic. Um, and I was curious because not only you have a lot of users you also have disney mantra of providing a very good quality to on, on everything they do right so that's that's why i wanted to learn a little bit and share uh with the audience a little bit about what you guys are doing uh, at disney but anyway so i always start with a similar uh question uh, every episode which is <laughs> in your opinion and from your experience why should we care about mobile app performance Yeah, I think I think I think it's, it's a great question. Like honestly, I would say that uh, app performance is like a huge part of, of user experience these days. And as you mentioned, like what I learned at Disney is that Disney is like very like sensitive about about the, about the brand. You know, if it is Disney, it must be perfect. There shouldn't be like any mistakes. You can you can you cannot effort like to drop drop users or you know mm-hmm. cut them off or like. You know, block their block the system because of like some issues on your side. So that's the reason why we spent like quite some time with like like various testing and scaling and you know doing these things. Yeah, that's that's you touched one item there, which I think we haven't yet covered uh, in the in the show, which is how do you ensure performance 
in your case, with such a large audience or user base mm. in such a wide variety of, I don't know, locations, devices, uh, networks. So how do you scale up to, to be able to ensure that the Disney quality uh, is always what uh, one should expect from Disney? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like honestly, I would say it's way easier than it used to be. Like when my career started, like 10, like 15 years ago, like these days we have like great um, cloud computing services as, you know, AWS, UCP or, or Microsoft like Azure. So it's like definitely easier than it used to be, but I think it's like still like very, very difficult because you need to like handle like quite a few challenges, you know, as you mentioned, like scaling of users or like geographical distribution or like also like some like organiza organizational, you know, challenges. Like, do we need a dedicated like performance testing team? Do we need an SRE team? Um, do we need like some uh, say, Uh, infosec teams and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so, specifically on those questions, like, um, do you do you need a performance team? Performance a, a team specifically dedicated to performance, or you spread out that responsibility across um, mm -hmm. across different teams? Yeah, I think this is <laughs> this is a this is a great conversation <laughs> to have, like in in like in like many companies. Like, according to my opinion, like. Uh, each team should be like responsible for their service, like you know, you know, developing it, shipping it, testing it, and performance scaling it, and all these things. But also, I think that there is a lot of merit in having like some dedicated team, like having to like guiding the let's say the domain team or the product teams uh, towards mm -hmm. the, the right direction. You know, setting up uh, the best best practices, helping them to define their like SLOs. You know these type of things we do have a team like this here in this name um what they do is basically like helping guiding also providing some some tools for for performance testing uh so there is like some standardization like of course there are like some some differences among the teams you know we do have teams here that they don't do not scale at all It's mm -hmm. either not part of their business or they just, you know, not really focused on this. Uh, we do have teams that, you know, they scale on their own. They do have like some research and predictions on their own and they scale according to that. And also we do have teams that basically just provide some, some APIs to a common team and this common teams like scale up for them based on the expected number of like concurrent users or streams. Mm -hmm. or things like that and what would you say that from your experience like what is the biggest challenge that you're facing when scaling when scaling to that dimension um i've i can speak of about at least like two or three challenges <laughs> 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 um the the first thing is that how to know what can what my what my system can handle like usually what you usually do is that you define like some kind of like slos you know like um, you know like response time like percentiles number of errors and like things like that mm -hmm. then you can like start like then you can create like some tool for 
some generating some synthetic traffic and you know and you can like start watching at what happens and like improve your app and things like that but the problem here is what i learned is that it's like surprisingly difficult to um to build something that is like very similar to real real users uh-huh. because like your your synthetic user basically does like everything what you ask him to do you know he does this exact same amount of requests at these exact same points and also it's usually like a cluster like running somewhere in the cloud and hitting your service in the cloud on the other way if you have a a real user he must he may be like running or driving a car (laughs) watching like some show uh on his like phone and you can move from like nice 5g to like 3g at some point he may go like go through a tunnel and the phone may start like um, um requesting more and more <laughs> yeah. more stuff and like reducing bit rate and if you are like really unlucky and can like jump to a different you know aws region <laughs> or something like that <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they become like uh like way, way, way more difficult wow and so well, uh, you touched one point that we at Codova like truly uh it's one of our biggest pains i would say which is precisely the synthetic or emulated um user let's say so how do you so the question we face ourselves uh is how do we um mimic user real user behavior on real networks and real devices um at a scale that allows us to basically be I would 100% is never the case, but uh, a very high uh, confidence about what we are shipping. And so one of one of the things that I'm curious is, first of all, how do you define uh, this synthetic traffic? And uh, what are the criteria? Um, do you collect some uh, user behavior data that you then embed into this? And uh, on top of that, do you actually use this tool on, for example, CI/CD, so that in such a way that you don't ship anything new if performance under those uh, standards, mm-hmm. uh, those defined by the synthetic data, does not regress? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it makes it makes like a lot of sense. Um, yeah, we of course we we do have like we do measure like uh, our users and our devices, so we we know how do they click we know like what they request and we like trying to make or we are trying to find like some some patterns in it and when we have like like this knowledge we are trying to uh basically like build some test scenarios that that try to mimic it as as much as possible um we do use um tool called gatling for that i'm not sure if you you ever heard of yeah absolutely absolutely Uh, and also we we use something called cloud test which is like a similar thing from from akamai it's like a little bit more uh lower level um there's also one tool i forgot the name but you you are basically like able to record uh the request like coming to your service so mm-hmm. you're, you're effectively able to like replay like all the requests given in given time period which may be like super useful like especially if something unexpected happened <laughs> or something like that oh yeah you can you can basically uh, replay a, a disaster event or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's oh, like super useful. And for, do you use that in CI/CD? Uh, it depends. 
some some teams do that i think um every team that is like scale up like should use it so like a part of the ci cd should be something like running a performance test about a new deployment and also like watching like slos which which would be basically implemented as some kind of like alerts or something like that uh to make sure that this particular service is still operating like given the the, the requirements another thing that may help are like is um i like another deployments that you can like send uh some amount of traffic like after the deployment to a new group of users mm-hmm. or like some dedicated some group of users and to like compare it to the to the previous deployment we do we do have a uh internet tool for that <laughs> so like better better users something like that <laughs> yes <laughs> something like that there is like internal tool that you can basically like define oh if this user is from the us and he uses like android he may go like to to this group of, of servers for uh-huh. some reasons so we can interesting. test interesting so you do actually do a uh, live testing uh, because that's i would say that probably the only way to get more at least from our experience it is the the actual only way to get more certainty about what you what you guys are uh shipping out and this mm. is th- i have like in our case it's the biggest challenge we face tremendously like how can we learn before we screw up that's basically the 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 end goal of this game right it's it's <laughs> to to prevent us from screwing up when when shipping an update uh whatever new feature new region in our case Mm-hmm. um it's it's very very challenging so i was a little bit curious about you mentioned a lot uh slos mm-hmm. and uh i was a little bit curious to actually a lot <laughs> to, <laughs> to to learn about how do you define them um and what are the criterias behind yeah like how do you find it i don't think we have like anything like really like structured is usually like some someone from like the product or from the business is usually like someone who like understands like what to expect that you know it's like it's often like very obvious like you know you should not wait two seconds to get like Disney Plus menu loaded or something like that because you know users can get mad and start refreshing or just leave uh, I don't think that um there is like some effort like in the company to have like some um, you know standardized standardized SLOs so mm-hmm. something saying that you know P95 should be like always under 700 millis or you should have like that many errors um, you know per some time interval your availability should be in like i don't know two nines five nines eight nines <laughs> it probably depends yeah. on the service uh, things like that mm-hmm. and and uh so you mentioned also uh quite a few times like um tail ends, so p95 experience and all of that mm. why do you look at that so why do you pay attention to what happens at the tail um uh, basically like in most modern systems or at least like in the system i have like seen in my life if you if you like open like one page let's say it's like disney plus menu it creates a number of requests let's say mm-hmm. 20 25 maybe even more i know and that google's google standard white search page is 31 network calls <laughs> yeah exactly at least right. last time i checked 
<laughs> exactly. And, you know, and, and if you do these like threaty requests, there is a, a decent chance that like one of them will hit like 99 percentile. Mm-hmm. And it, it can go like a little bit further because like these these requests may hit start hitting like other services like in, in the backend and, and it's it can basically keep like adding. I I forgot a number, but I think I read somewhere that a chance of like hitting like a long tail is like 25-ish percent. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it depends. I was actually I was actually because I wrote an article on that. Um and I was actually opening it up because it depends on what the use case, how many requests, and all of that. But uh, yeah, for 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 the example I, of the simplest Google page, just mm-hmm. like opening it up, it's thirty-one requests, and the probability that one user gets the percentile ninety-nine percent experience is mm-hmm. actually twenty-six point seven percent. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so one out of each four users in that very, very simple page, we will get a, a tail end experience. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's in some cases, it's um, very hard to convey. Uh, but I think that in particular, like applications like, like your right? Like in streaming, where you have so many assets, different types of assets involved, uh, it's not a matter of you cannot lazy load the video or the audio, right? So it has to be there, right? So there is no no workaround. Like you cannot fool the user with 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 something. You have to put it there. So I guess that in your case, it's even more critical, right? So because you have to deliver the video segment uh, mm-hmm. to the end user, otherwise it gets buffering uh, and it gets very pissed off. That's that's the, the overall uh, end game. And um, so so that's that's one. Uh, second one is so you build it up right you deploy it mm-hmm. um you set your slos you, you you do tons of things and now it's in production it's live right so how do you guys are keeping track of what's happening what kind of things are you seeing that gives you an idea of whether or not things are going well and or you need to improve some specific region, specific type of user, whatever. Mm. Uh, how do you do that? So what kind of mechanisms do you have in place to to be to be aware of what's happening in the in the end of the user? Yeah. Um, we do quite a few <laughs> a few things uh, like in this area. So let me let me explain that like what I think like the the, the technical or like the, the team like the engineering team like should do and ask like what's like operations like team mm-hmm. what, what, what they should do like so like for technical teams i feel like everyone like these days should have like some like apm in place uh collecting logs uh metrics i think this is like the standard these days mm-hmm. also i think it makes like a lot of sense have some kind of like tracing or like distributed tracing um implemented I know this is like something that is like not too common, like um, like no nowadays. I I think it should. I think like one of the problem is that there is like not really like defined standard like these mm-hmm. open open telemetry like open tracing standards. Um, it's like it's, it has been like a little bit blurry, and also I know that like some some companies like publish their own like 
uh, proprietary standard. So it, that's it's it's like not great, but I think we are like getting there. Mm-hmm. But like uh, tracing information is quite important and like really helpful in uh, in like, especially like in distributed st- distributed systems. Mm-hmm. Um, and now like these business metric uh, or like operations metric, basically like understanding like how many concurrent users do we have? How many streams do we support? Like how many, uh, you know, bytes or like gigabytes are we like serving from like each of our CDNs? Um, we do track these um, as well and very like closely. And we also like try to do like um, some scaling changes like mm-hmm. um, based on these. Obviously you want to do it like preemptively. So if you are seeing that, you know, your, your services are like being like overloaded, you want to like, you know, scale up, you may want to like uh, move your traffic to a different region or to a different cluster, or you just want to like start like responding with some easier or like dummy responses to users if, if possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also I think it's better is like to have like some predictions like in place like to like understand what's going to happen like in, in next hour or like in you know tomorrow mm-hmm. we are like trying to like predict traffic uh, it's uh <laughs> i think it's it's uh it hit or base to be like honest um like if you look at like disney disney plus traffic for example it's quite predictable. It usually like goes goes like up like in the evening. It's like lower during the night. It's like a little bit higher through through weekends. It makes mm-hmm. sense. But like at sometimes you someone like you know pushes like a new new episode of like let's say Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and it usually happens like at midnight. <laughs> now at midnight you have like a double traffic you expected. <laughs> so we are like trying to like catch these. Um, for like some other services we do, like let's say like ESPN, uh, it's it's even like wilder because you can have like a big UFC match. You can be like Conor McGregor, and now you have like a twenty x of of the traffic you had like the day before or like a week before. So it's like super fun. <laughs> um, we are like trying to get these predictions. It's mostly like expert estimate so basically like someone from from business or from product uh tell is like tells us hi guys we are pushing this out or we like spend like this much money on marketing or we think that we sh- you guys should expect like this many this many users for like this new episode things like that um and we also like trying to build some like machine learning models trying to like predict these like automatically um mm-hmm. This works to some degree. <laughs> there is always like some, some, some margin of, of safety. It like it depends like how far do you want to go? Like, are you okay with like utilization at twenty percent or at fifty percent or at ninety percent? Like, how big your margin of safety uh, should be? <laughs> wow, I cannot imagine. Yeah, oh, I, I cannot imagine how you. it is predicted. Sorry, I don't hear you. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Can you hear me now? I can hear you perfectly. 
I'm not sure what happened though. <laughs> and now, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. I yeah. just switched from Mac, MacBook, MacBook Pro speakers to same as system as a speaker. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah, but no worries, no worries, uh, no worries. Um, what I was saying, what I was saying, ah. So I, I can I cannot even imagine uh, the wildness that it may be to predict uh, live sports uh, stuff because uh, that depends a lot on a lot of things uh, and it's it, it's it's very hard to to guess I would say but the fact that you're trying to come up with something it's it's very very interesting because that's probably one of the biggest challenges when it comes to delivering video because. Mm -hmm. if your application is not video centric uh more users means more traffic yes but the dimension is completely different if we are talking about hd or full hd streaming right so like if you get a pick you you really get a pick right so you, <laughs> you need to be able to to handle that smoothly without jeopardizing ex the experience of, of the user so Interesting. So that's that's very interesting. And uh, what are today like? From what you see out there, what are the biggest challenges for you guys to provide a good performance? So what 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 are what are the things that take you um, the sleep at night? <laughs> like honestly, I think it's like to get the predictions right because like i think we're like if we know what to expect like how many concurrents or like how many streams like we 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 should expect and like where should i expect that which is like also like a <laughs> funny bit um we are like a, we are like usually able to do it like quite reliably if you if you tell us guys next week is gonna be like i don't know 15 million users like watching like this thing we are like able to scale for that we are able to test it and we are like able to do that but um, the thing is to ha to have the the predictions right and also to have a plan what to do if if the predictions are are like not right mm -hmm. like in our case it's usually like um trying to spread the traffic like around the world or like trying to send like good enough responses um, do you use a multi-cdn strategy we do use multiple cdn providers <laughs> but in the same region yes and there is a quite sophisticated function that basically like selects which cdn should a particular user used based uh -huh. on uh it's more than 100 parameters actually these days wow <laughs> wow <laughs> 100 wow <laughs> i was thinking things like cost latency ping maybe but 100 i don't think i'm able to think about 100 interesting yeah. interesting uh -huh. super super uh so peter um i think we have tons more to go deeper with this but mm -hmm. you already gave a very very comprehensive view about the scaling and infrastructure challenges that your guys are facing and so let me take you to the to the my last question uh which is like imagine that you meet someone that has a mobile application let's say a video streaming one um and you have 30 seconds to give uh this person the best advice uh he can get so what would that be 
<laughs> that's, that's a good, good question. Um, I would like recommend to think about like performance and like scaling, like um, from day one. Uh, sometimes it's like very difficult to move from a system which was built for like which was built for like a few for like a tens of requests per per second to like a few millions. So if there is a possibility to move like this direction, I think the person should like think it through. Not necessarily like implement it, but sh- should have like the the path uh, forward like and in, um, in mind. Yeah. Also, so be prepared to scale, basically. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I, I I totally understand what you're saying because in some cases, like uh, especially if you are a startup, I would say you have the rush to get it out, mm-hmm. and so you might forget about hey, what happens if we are actually successful, right? So if we actually get tons of people using the service, and uh, I've been through the situation where you build something that you think it's okay, but then you have to scale it. And then the Mm -hmm. pain of, I don't know, revisiting everything and uh, rewriting code, actually, it's, it's, it's very hard. It's very hard because it's Mm -hmm. already in production. So it's very tough to, 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 to touch uh, those sensitive points. Uh, So yeah, I absolutely agree with your advice. It's, it's something that everyone should be, Mm -hmm. should be aware. Peter, thank you so much. Uh, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, I hope to have you again because we have more to dive into. Um, maybe next season we'll do uh, <laughs> another episode if you're okay with that. I hope you had fun. Um, and it was certainly a pleasure uh, to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much for having me. It was, it was like so much fun and I'm happy to do it like uh, next year as well. <laughs> absolutely perfect Peter and thank you so much for listening Uh, and please don't forget to follow us on the usual podcast platforms like uh, Spotify Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts thank you so much